last year. Wait, are you drinking? <laughs> I was a little nervous. I feel like an old fashioned is acceptable. Bro, it's 10 a.m. Dude, I'm still on the cruise line. <laughs> How many times have you eaten ice cream today? <laughs> oh my God, I hate paying for things. Isn't that the worst? Thanks for six is the worst. They yeah, really need is. to look into that. Like, I you know. know, make a permanent change. All right. Are you guys ready? No. We're going to roll this pitch. Never. Oh. Yeah, let's okay. roll. Welcome to another edition of the Cuz I Have To podcast when living your dream is the only option. Uh, we have a, an amazing guest with us. We recently went on a cruise with this person. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that should be the top headline. Um, he is a full-time leather crafter oh. based in Denver, Colorado. The brand name is Pigeon Tree. He specializes in handcrafting custom-made belts and indigo-dyed leather goods for his online customer base. Pigeon Tree is a true one-man operation. Everything including the crafting of the goods, the photography, web design, and the customer interfacing is accomplished by this one man under the roof of his home studio. Please welcome to the program, Isaac Paul. I know that I wrote that, but I feel so incredibly humbled by you reading those words. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. It's what she does. We can give you a recording of that me. for yeah, a small man. fee. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, we're excited to talk about uh, everything leather. Going to find out how you got into leather. Although, keep some of those details on the side. We don't need to know everything. That was a sex joke, everybody. Okay, uh, so we're going to find out about Isaac Paul. Um, he used to live in L.A. We'll find out why he left. It's coming up next. Hi! Dun-dun-dun! Guess what, Jason Friday? What, Julian Slater? You just figured my name out. <laughs> Who are you? Uh, we made it to season four of the Cuz I Have To podcast. When living your dream is the only option. Uh, we dedicate ourselves to finding people who are living their dreams. Basically, anything that somebody has passion for, we have them on this podcast. So buckle up. It's time for another great episode. All right. We're back. Isaac Paul, Welcome. You're going after our heart by drinking an old-fashioned while right. we're uh, recording this podcast. Yeah. Um, how's it going? You're in Denver right now. It's very, isn't it very cold and snowy there? It is. <laughs> yeah. It's not as bad as last week. God, li- literally all we've been doing is looking on Zillow, like, <laughs> for where we're going to move to. <laughs> My- my partner, Karen, and I, we love Denver, and, you know, I'm so glad that I moved here from L.A. back in 2019, and it's been nothing but, like, just amazing opportunities, and I'm so thankful, but can I curse on this thing? You sure can. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I, fucking, I fucking hate the winter, and it is so long. It is, it feels like it's half the year, you know, like, yeah. we start buckling down for it to be cold in, like, October, and then we don't get anything, like, summer until... And spring feels like winter. So literally, we're, we're on Zillow. We're looking to see where we're going to move where to Where are next. you considering? Uh, we want to be close to the beach, and we don't want to be West Coast. So we're looking places like Georgia, the Carolinas. Someone recommended to us a really lovely town in Mississippi. Wow. wow. Places I never thought I would ever consider. But like, 
I can't go back to Cali. It's just too expensive, and you guys are there. You know, <laughs> they don't want to be near us. I, I was going to say, not the West Coast, and I'm like, but the West Coast is the, the best, best coast. coast. Who has ever said not? Were you born in L.A.? That's the reason I left. I was born in L.A. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was too, so I must be totally screwed You're up an in the head. Anomaly, as they say. <laughs> I've been here my entire life. I have never left. Is that fucked up or what? I was there until 2019, so... so oh, okay, know, so, all right, so then yeah. you get it. You got some time to leave. I get it. Yeah, I got some time. Yeah. But I worked in the film industry, and I... You, you know, had like, enough? I had enough, and my new life of what I'm doing just didn't really fit there anymore. Mm-hmm. Plus, I wanted to buy a house, and L.A. was just, like, out of the question for what I could afford. And Denver is not cheap, but it was relatively cheap, and I managed to get a really lovely home here. Cool, so, man. I get it. I really do. I mean, majority of people that we know moved outside of L.A. to get a house. Yeah. And by outside, I mean an hour to two hours away. Or states. (laughs) Or states. Right. Yeah. Right. It's a bummer. It's a real bummer. When you look at I think I looked at the average. You know how they tell you the average home cost in L.A. is one point eight million. Yeah. I mean, that's just (laughs) like when you hear that. You just like get sick oh and then you want to go to we sleep. We were watching. Uh, we'll get to you, Isaac. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, thanks another for time. coming on the no, podcast. No, this is great. Uh, <laughs> what you talking about, you guys? <laughs> the weather. What's we, the weather? We were watching one of those home shows and, you know, they're showing them houses and they're like, this one's 200000 I'm like, where the hell are you buying a house for $200,000? <laughs> Only in Texas, I think. I've seen those shows. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we built this house from scratch and it cost us hundred and fifty grand. Look at this <laughs> Giant kitchen. <laughs> oh my god! And then one of them, one of them, the house was not nice. The one they were looking at, and they were like, "We're gonna have to put in. We might have to put in twenty grand into this thing." Yeah. We're like twenty grand. What yeah. is that? A new? Uh, I was gonna say a new stove. A no. new door. <laughs> <laughs> I I remember, and it was probably twenty eleven. We toured. My band toured out to um, South by Southwest. We stayed at Caleb's or Miley's. You know, friend's house. It was just 20 minutes northeast of Austin. It was a seven-bedroom, two-story house for $1,400 a month. And I'm like, what? Oh Kill me. Now, is it still <laughs> cheaper there? Like when the houses went crazy I, everywhere? I would say 100% still, no. I mean, it's probably still it's cheaper. to LA. Yes. Oh, my God. Of course. Like Alex By just bought a house there. By the end of this there. podcast, you guys are both going to be on Zillow looking to move with <laughs> We're going to both like just find a little beach house in Mississippi. We'll see you in the Life south, man. Changed. I know. That's funny. I'm always on Zillow, but not looking outside. The only place I look that's weird is Big Bear and Lake Arrowhead because it looks so pretty there. Yeah, it's pretty. But it's also a lot of snow and cold. <laughs> All right. Let's let's turn this back. Let's, let's um, get back now that we've done our we Zillow do. review. <laughs> Uh, let's turn this back on you, Isaac Paul. So you were doing um, some movie industry. You were a producer, right? Is that what you did, or did Ish. you do more? Were I, you an actor? I, I, were I, you a director? I don't like talking about my acting past. Oh, okay. <laughs> Neither you get do the I. Note. I emailed you not to bring this up. Too. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. We often yeah. get hard, you know, like hard cutting questions that we just have to ask. I understand. Let me take a sip of my old-fashioned. <laughs> Before we continue. So okay. My family has a production company in L.A., yeah. and I worked for them my whole life. My dad is a director, my uncle is a producer, and I, You've my got first some, job. you got some famous folk in the background, right? We don't have, have to discuss fam- it. 
Well, just yeah, famous folk in your background. A little bit. Oh, famous kinda. folklore. Okay. Famous <laughs> folklore. folklore. <laughs> famous folklore. So you didn't want to follow. What do they call that when you're the kid? Of- I thought I wanted to follow. Like a doctor, like your your grandfather's doctor, your parents' yes. doctor, then you doctor. Yeah. yeah, that's like the analogy I always tell people is I thought that I wanted to do that, but then I kind of came to the conclusion that maybe I was only doing that because of how I was like led to it. Right. And at, after a certain while, I realized that it wasn't the life for me. And I really gratefully, luckily fell into what I'm doing. And when I realized how much I love what I'm doing, I stopped even like putting anything into the old life, if that makes sense. Yeah. Sure. But yeah. I used to be um, like my first job was photographer and behind the scenes documentary on set. And I was like 16, 17. And I kept doing that. And then I moved to doing um, like office work for my uncle. And I was director of operations for the building for a while. And then I got really just unfulfilled and wanted to do something else. And I actually left before finding leatherworking to try and do my own thing in the film business. And I had a, an idea for a platform like Netflix that was going to be, I can tell you guys, it was a secret once upon a time ago, but this was like nine years ago and nothing's happened with it. But it was called Pay After Viewing and it was going to be a pay what you want business model for indie films and that kind of thing. And oh, we were going to have like a whole like funding platform to get independent films made from the profits. And yeah, I mean, it's it's it was really interesting. And I thought it was something that was missing. So I tried to do that for like almost a year and got a business partner and a business plan. And I learned how to do Excel and made five year projections and like literally like just dove into this and nothing really came from it. And then shortly after leaving and dealing with this whole thing, I started playing around with leather and it all started with this quick release buckle which I'm going to show you guys. I don't remember if I really talked to you or showed you this on the cruise. No, no we but didn't I know, talk about it I know all, that you've actually. got a patent for this buckle, so I want to know how that yeah. all happens. So it's really, it's really interesting. How, but how do you buckle, fall into that? Like, how do you fall into developing a buckle? Tell you. Okay. What? Well, <laughs> <laughs> you have a cute giggle. <laughs> <laughs> the quick release buckle was not my design. It is used... By fire, well, was used by firefighters, like going back 200 years ago. Oh. And in England, there were people using because I think it was like an like a UK thing that the firefighters used these buckles. So in England, there were people actually using these buckles for belts already. And I saw that, and I just I literally have never wanted to spend money on something more. And I fell in love with it. I thought, oh my god, that is the coolest belt I've ever seen. And then I realized that nobody in the states was doing it. And being the unemployed person that I was and kind of like, you know, hitting the wall with the other project, I thought, well, maybe and also having no money, I thought maybe I could just like find a supplier for these buckles and make myself a belt. And then I found a supplier and I thought, okay, well, being that no one's selling them here, maybe I could buy like five or 10 buckles and just like kind of experiment with making these belts and and sell them. That's exactly what I did. I got like 10 buckles and I made a belt for my myself, my dad, my closest friend. And then I started an Etsy store. And this is all like self-learned. I just kind of like dove into YouTube and figured out what I needed to do, what I what kind of supplies I needed. Wow. And it wasn't a huge investment at first. I, I kept it like really, really simple. But I started an Etsy page and I started um, making these belts. And 
alongside the start of this, I had also found myself diving more into slow fashion, like, you know, high quality goods for, for men and women alike, but like denim and the slowness and appreciation of the details that go into stuff like that. Sure. So I, I, I had an interest in that. So I just want to like preface that like alongside the building of what I was starting to do, I had this interest developing and I, I thought about trying to find a way into that industry, but I was like, Oh, I don't like have any designing experience. I don't know how to work with like clothing. I don't want to work in a retail store. So this was all really kind of great with the leather. Cause I thought, Oh, this may be like a way for me to get, into this industry that I'm finding so interesting. So I started doing that. That same interest in denim and that world led me to experiment with dyeing with indigo. And not many people, if any, that I had really seen had been doing leather and indigo together. It's always been like fabric, like denim jeans. Yeah. So I started dyeing leather indigo and I started dyeing indigo belts and I was doing simple things like coasters because, you know, you just cut a round piece of leather and there you go. But something that was really cool, my mom used to make these pouches when I was a kid and she would take this thin leather. I remember going to the shop with her and she would buy this leather and she would soak it in water and get it really wet. Then she'd have a water balloon or just maybe an air balloon and she would tie this thin leather around the balloon and tie the top. So like picture like a money bag, like this old fashioned pouch. Right. Then the leather would dry and then she would pop the balloon. And then because the leather was soaked in water and then dried, it would be really rigid. And then she could take off the tie that she had. And it was literally just like this bag of leather that like held its shape like a vase. So I took, I took what I learned from seeing her do that as a kid, and I started making these trays out of leather. And I used a much thicker leather, like the same leather I used for belts, and made these like valet trays to put your keys and stuff. Oh, yeah. And I started dyeing those indigo and doing like really cool patterns with those. And that was, that was like kind of the start. That's like I had belts, catch-all trays, and coasters in this like little like attempt to make some money on the side on Etsy. And... In the first month, I did like 500 in sales. Like I remember I was with my mom in Sedona when I had like one of my first orders and I was just celebrating, you know, <laughs> it was right after New Year's Eve and so stoked. And then a couple months in, I was doing like a little bit more than that. And then a few months in, I was doing, a, you know, a bit more than that. And I just thought, wow, I fucking love this. <laughs> like I, I, I'm doing Instagram alongside this. Like I had my pigeon tree. Pigeon tree started, by the way, when I was in film. So I had used that for like little independent productions, like short films and music videos and stuff right, like that. Right. Translated it over to, to what I was doing at the time and, and now. And I was doing like an Instagram growing with this and I was really enjoying it. And I thought, God, like maybe this is this is my life now. Like what if I just shirk everything else and, and actually pay attention to what I'm doing fully and invest in it entirely? because it was making me money when I was only kind of like half doing it. And so three months in, I decided to go full time. And because I was already unemployed and making no money, it was an easy decision. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, what do I do? I know what I'm doing. Um, That that is so, that is so wild. You know, it's funny. I don't even know if I told you this. My dad back in the day, and I grew up with it. He did have a leather making kit, like a belt leather making kit. 
with like the old school punchers. That's why I liked you when I first met you. <laughs> I, I sense the lineage, you know, a leather background, <laughs> leather background. Yes. Yeah. You smelled the, the leather bound musk on me. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. I used to shop at wild pair in the eighties. Whoa. Easy there. Hey, hold on. It's a leather place. Was, was that on sunset? No, this was in New York. Oh, yeah, you're not from Los Angeles. Yeah, I'm from Detroit, actually. Detroit. Detroit. I also spent some dark years in Florida. In New York. I spent a long time in New York. The sunniest dark years you ever experienced. Yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah, um, going to Miami was my first time back in Florida since, like, 2006. Oh, yeah. Um, I know, almost 20 years. Holy. So... You started making these belts and everything, and then you also so you make. I saw you have one bag, like a purse on, on the site, and yeah. also. Is um, it a purse oh, or a purse? It looks like a. It, I guess it Look, could Jason. be gender free, but it looks more <laughs> way, ladylike. The way the world is going, I don't like to label anything for any particular. <laughs> okay. thing. It's a bag. That's all it is. It's yeah. a bag. Yes, yeah, seriously. I'm like leaving. actually, the first bag that I made. Like, so I have this bag. I don't have them. You can't order them now because I have a backlog of like belts are so popular. I have a back backlog of belts and I don't want to stray from that to do anything else that it just takes so much more time to make a bag. The, yeah. It just doesn't make sense. But the first bag that I made of this design, it's a convertible. I call it a convertible satchel, but it's more of a tote. I just like the word satchel. Yeah. Um, yeah like wear it over your shoulder but the strap is like a full long 360 degree loop and you can pull one side and it instantly like pulls through and becomes a crossbody so the first bag i made was for myself and i took it to europe and i wore it around like europe for you know the time that i was there and i i felt really comfortable with it there because in europe people are far more progressive and that sort of thing like the merce probably originated in italy yeah like, exactly really wear here so in Europe it was really really cool and yeah, yeah it's, it's for everybody everything I make is for everybody but I wanted to go back to the belts because I, I told you about how the quick release belt got me started but I didn't tell you how I then created my double prong quick release which in the 200 plus years that the quick release design has existed had not been done before and I saw that as an opportunity to make something that had really like given me like put my foot in the door and got me so much popularity was this quick release buckle, but it didn't belong to me. So I came up with this idea to make the double prong quick release. And because it had not been done before, I got a patent on it and I got wow. that issued and assigned to it. And since releasing the double prong quick release, it's been my number one bestseller, like bar none. Like I probably sell 90 to 95 double prong belts to every one single prong belt. And huh. it's become it's become my thing. Wow. And I haven't worn a single belt myself besides those. So I didn't get a chance to show you this on the cruise, and your listeners are not going to be able to see it, obviously. But if I show you on our Zoom vi video right now, they'll hear your reaction. <laughs> and then maybe, I'm going to be like, oh, why didn't you show me this in our room? Really? Oh, my God, oh, dude. Wow. That's, Isn't that sexy? That, that is. is. That is. That's wow. Interesting. Never seen that before. Oh my god, that was so fast, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we so, would have done this in our. Uh, how do you get a patent? Like, did you have to? Who actually built that double prong? Did you have to hire people to do that? 
and then um, like so scientists. The manufacturer who, <laughs> yeah, right. I know. Scientists. Right? Yeah. <laughs> NASA. Science. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> was NASA involved? The prototype was um, asteroid. <laughs> no, the the initial supplier that I used. I contacted them about it because I'd been doing so much business with them at this point. This was like a year and a half in and belts were like already such a popular seller for me. And I was very much full time in what I was doing. And I asked them if they could make this and I described what I wanted. It's not just a matter of taking the same buckle and adding one more prong. Like it actually is molded to it because of the recession for where the prong goes. They had to like make two of them on the sides and remove the middle one. Right. Does that make sense? So um, they made me the prototype, and I waited until I had the prototype to go to a patent attorney. And the patent attorney, based off of photographs that I took of the buckle on like a whiteboard, was able to commission drawings. And then with all the drawings and the information that I provided, submitted the patent. And it took like a year before I got patent pending right away, which was really cool. Um, So from the moment that I actually got like pending status, I started selling them. And then um, I think it was like right around the time I moved to Colorado, I think, because I was with Kara. Uh, we were celebrating that I got the patent issued. Wow. Yeah. Dude, that, oh my God, I'm so like watching that in action <laughs> was insane. <laughs> You're just like, click, click, that's it. All these years that well, I. Well, I bribed Julie to let me on this podcast and I said <laughs> I'd make it So. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I get a free belt. belt. You got it. <laughs> free belt. Do you get one? I sure do. Oh, that's awesome. No, I'm serious. That's I, one of my favorite belts. We have not discussed this, but you both will be getting belts just because. <laughs> you're, uh, that's beautiful. Thank you, man. I'm serious. Like I, I, I don't. I'm just saying. I've always appreciated belts and belt buckles, and one of my favorite belts that I couldn't find ever again was a double like that, like yours, the double thing. There you go. My and you favorite. just found the coolest one in existence. And, I mean, I think actually literally. I humbly say that because it's fact. Like I, I wouldn't like make such a right. proclamation. No, yeah. And yeah. what about um, you posted Jason Momoa uh, wore your belt. Do you want to tell that story? How um, you have a bunch of photos of him wearing your belt. That's pretty cool. No big deal, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> no big deal. I, I've never felt like such a like schoolgirl. <laughs> like, <laughs> It's the story is like far more cool than I think it has a right to be, in my opinion. But Jason Momoa, I always kind of thought was this cool guy. He he likes leather and denim and he's like rugged as, you know. And I used to see him back in L.A. at this convention I went to called Inspiration L.A. And it's like a vintage expo with leather goods. And so I sent you some pictures of Clutch magazine, which I was in. And that's a Japanese, like, men's leather motorcycle magazine. I met those people at that expo. And the reason I'm in that magazine is because I walked up to their booth and introduced myself and said, look, this is what I do. I would be so honored to to be in your magazine one day. It's like a dream of mine. And literally, like, three months later, they, they came to my house and interviewed me and shot me. Oh, cool. So I used to see Jason walking around here. And I wish I had the courage at the time to do what I did to the clutch people, to Jason, because I really wanted to just be like, hey, man, I'm, I'm a fan of your work. Do you want to wear my stuff? <laughs> but I didn't. So fast forward, I've been doing this like eight years. Fast forward, like maybe like six years from then. And I see that Jason's got a vodka brand and he's coming to Denver 
the next day or t- two days later, I forget. And oh I'm God. like, oh shit, he's gonna be, he's gonna be like within arm's reach, like promoting his vodka at this liquor store like two miles from me. Shit, I'm gonna make him a belt. And that's what I did. I, I made him a belt and I spent hours like looking at photos of him trying to guess his size. Like <laughs> that dude has a range, man. Like there's been photos like he's a big dude, but he's yeah. also like a fit dude most of the time. Right. You know, Jason, if you're listening, like I'm not talking shit, but like he, <laughs> he's had a range, you know, like when he's on a film versus when he's off a film, he looks different. So I did my best, made him a belt. This thing was starting at, I think, 9 a.m. I decided go early just in case it's busy. I think I got there an hour early and there was already like a thousand people lined up. Oh, my so, God. And it was freezing. All around. <laughs> Zillow. It's all coming full circle. Yeah, right. So I'm lined up and waiting and I've got, you know, his bag, in, uh, his belt in a bag. And I also made his business partner a belt because I know they're touring together this like vodka label. And I just wanted to be respectful. Like, you know, I don't know. It's like hitting on a girl with her friends in a bar. You don't want to just like, Gotta buy everybody a drink. Or the red. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. You yeah. get lucky, you buy everybody a drink. <laughs> don't, so, don't single anyone out ever. That's really funny. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for this opportunity to just give my bag to Jason. And because I was waiting so long in the cold, I, I was making friendly with people around me. And there's this woman who's really excited to meet Jason. And she asked me, What's in the bag? And she's like, Oh, did you bring something for him to sign? And no, I told her the story and she said, well, are you going to get a picture with him too? Because at this stage, when we're talking about this, he had already like met the quota for how many people get to go into the store and meet him. And like they had a photo booth and he was just kind of like walking the line oh. and taking, letting people take selfies with him. It was like really, really running gun. They announced that he had a flight to catch. So he wasn't even going to be able to get to everybody. Oh, my God. But they did announce that, like, I was within the cutoff range. So I knew that at the very least I was going to get to see him. And I told her, no, like, my priority is to just, you know, hand him the belt because that's what I'm here for. Like, I don't want to. Anyway, he has this guy in his cohort who's walking around and, like, talking to people. And I get his attention. I think his name was Bray. Dre? Bray Dre? Dre Bray. And I said, hey, man, so I... I got this belt I made for Jason. Like, what do you recommend? And he's like, oh, yeah, do you want to, like, just hand it? Like, you want to tell him about it and then hand it to me? And I was like, absolutely. Like, great, awesome. So Jason comes around and with his business partner, and I say, hey, guys, um, I introduce myself, like, as loudly, as quickly as I can because, like, it's crazy. And I say, I'm, my name's Isaac. I'm a leather worker, and I made you guys belts. And he's like, what? I was like, I made you guys belts. He's like, oh. Rad, cool, thanks. And he took the bag from me and um, I guess handed it to one of his people after that. But that was like it. It was like really just like he he moved on. He thanked me. He moved on. I didn't get the dream of like, oh, man, like, thank you so much. Let me open this now. Oh, my God, right. let me try this on. How does this work, you know? But I got it in his hands and that was all that I could hope for, really. And he didn't even ask for your number. It's so sad. I know. Didn't. You didn't get to see him say yes to the dress. <laughs> <laughs> so like a month goes by and I'm at the tattoo shop. Kara's getting a tattoo and I'm looking at Instagram and one of my customers DMs me and is like, hey, it looks like Jason's wearing your belt. 
And that was the first in like a month that I had seen that because I, I had no news of him liking my belt or wearing it. And I was like, oh, my God, I literally probably was grinning like all the way up to my <laughs> earlobes. Like, just for the yeah. And then I got on this kick of looking at pictures of him like over the last month. And I, I saw that he'd been wearing it, not just this like one time when he was touring for Aquaman, but like he'd been wearing it on different occasions. And yeah, it was awesome. Like he didn't. He didn't come out and reach out to me and thank me or anything, but like him wearing it means he likes it, and that's the greatest honor that I could hope to achieve from, yeah. from what I did. Right, that's dude. Very cool. I mean, it, the chances, by the way, of you like happen to see that he was going to be down the street from you within a day or two of you finding out, like that's kind of crazy, right? Yeah. <laughs> what, what are the chances yeah, of that? Really. That's magic, man. <laughs> Do you believe in magic? <laughs> yeah, uh, I won't do karaoke on the gonna... cruise, but like during a podcast, like I don't know, people can't see me. <laughs> it's it's the juice you're drinking. <laughs> oh, I had lots of juice that night during karaoke. Yeah, that's right. That's uh, I think we all did. <laughs> Man, that's so cool. So it's kind of funny then. I mean, does he does he does he know, like, personally, like, oh, yeah, I, I know who made this for me, or I know what brand this is, or he's yeah, just I kind of I, like... I wish I knew. Yeah, I mean, it, it may just be like, I love this so much, I'm going to sport it, and that's it. And that's, I mean, Maybe. that's I mean, uh, that's enough, that's, of course. That's enough. I'm but just I, I put, curious. I like, a thank you card. You okay. Know, I put a thank oh. you, well, I won't call it a thank you card. Like, thank you for being alive but i put a card in there saying like hey like i just i made these for you like my name's isaac this is what i do for a living if by you know whatever chance these don't fit you like i'd be so happy to make you new ones like here's my information reach out i put pins in there too yeah like you know if you wanted to reach out or had time to reach out for whatever reason i'm sure he would but he likes the belt and that's enough for me yeah that's now awesome. that is enough i'm just sad that i've known about you know, like you being a leather worker and I'm only now seeing <laughs> all of your work that you do. <laughs> Better late than never. I know. I know. But holy shit, the amount I've been, you know, I've, again, I've loved belts and been wearing yeah. them for most of my life. And it's yours are the design, the idea. It's insane. It's insane. It took a cruise to bring us all together. And That's right. <laughs> the chances of me being on a cruise, like literally the only way that would ever happen is if Jamie and Kurt invited me on a cruise for free <laughs> and, the cruise, and there were going to be no children. And that is like exactly what happened. <laughs> like Same. I'm telling you, like Same. the circumstances that would get me on a cruise are no other than that. Like that is the only criteria that I would accept to go on a cruise. And it, it happened. Like, what are the chances? And I made such good friends with everybody else that was invited. Yeah. Like, I, I instantly loved you. Because, yep. you know, your your heritage with your grandfather working with leather. And <laughs> My father. Your father having the leather Oops, kit. The generation. Oops. Yep. You know, the, and you the thought I was okay. Was yeah. Yeah, you thought you were you yeah. were all right. Like, yeah, she's fine. But Jason. And I was the cat. Jason. Julie, you and I go way back. Yeah, you guys, you guys go way back. I managed a band, like, I can't, what year was it? Did, what was the name of the band? Lionheart. Oh, right, right. <laughs> oh God, right. I love that and, movie. Oh, yeah, and I played it on the radio, right? Probably on my Adam and Limb show. Fire in the Sea on the radio. 
And you mentioned my name, and I remember exactly where I was. I was in Palm Springs at a hotel, and I was sitting in a hot tub, and I had it playing on my phone. And I heard my name, and I was just, it was one of those moments, like when I saw Jason Momoa wearing my belt. You know, those come like scarcely in this lifetime, if you're lucky, and I've had two of them. What if we played this on the radio again? We should. Is By the way, is this the band? No. Oh, oh that looks like a heavy terrorist. band. I know. There's a band called Lionheart. And it no, looks like these thrasher hardcore. Oh, it's a hardcore band. That's what I thought. From Oakland. It's, it's Lion H A R T. And oh. bass player got his girlfriend pregnant and moved back to Idaho or Iowa or I don't know. Somewhere. <laughs> Somewhere yeah. over there. Somewhere Iowa. And, you know, the band fell apart. But yeah. it was fun. It happens. That's cool. The lead singer was my coworker, and we became like best friends. And he would just come to work and show me this music that he'd made and I'd be like dude you're you're really good have you thought about doing something and he was like oh, i've thought about it and i kind of was the factor that made that happen we got his brother to play guitar in the band and they found a bass player and we just we did it and i we recorded that one single at fourth street recording which is like a really seriously expensive studio in santa monica yeah <laughs> i've recorded there yeah. once oh, that's uh, funny. like 20 yeah. years ago or 21 years ago yeah it is very yeah, expensive. So like, <laughs> I, you know, being like a complete novice in the music industry, just did that. And it was, that's fun. It was fun though. Yeah. yeah it was a good time. That's so awesome. what's next uh, for Pigeon Tree? More belts? What else? What's, where's, More the, belts. where's the sky? What's up yeah. in the sky? What, Pigeon yeah, Tree? exactly. Where? That's what I want to know. Um, for me, I've, I was designing boots in collaboration with a maker in Indonesia called Santalum. And that went south after like six years of working together and designing many really, I'll, wow. I'll have to show you Jason, these boots were like beautiful. Wow. Uh, I, I loved doing that because it allowed me to express myself in a different way creatively. And it didn't, like I was telling you, like it's hard for me to go and start making bags when I have this backlog on belts. So it allowed me to like offer more without personally being responsible for the crafting of it and while i love personally crafting things it just makes sense that like the next step is to not replace what i'm doing with having other people do it for me but adding more design elements yeah. into my repertoire i think so you know i love denim i'd love to do like a collaboration with a denim brand and i've talked to a few about it but it's never really happened finding someone else to design footwear with because I love boots. Just, yes. you know, keep, keep putting that little bit of creativity into that realm. But otherwise, I love what I'm doing. I love working for myself and not having employees to delegate to. Like, I don't really see that changing. I'll amend that. I absolutely don't see that changing. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> like, I don't have any overhead. I work from my home. And I work, I can sleep in and I can work late or if I want to, I can wake up super early. I can take days off whenever I want to. I, I get the work done and I love doing it, but I also have the freedom to to do it on my schedule. And I don't ever want that to change. That's amazing. So. Absolutely, man. It's that time in the program uh, where it's five o'clock somewhere. Um, where we ask our guests five quick questions to get to know them better. Uh, let's do a little cheers, everybody. Cheers. Cheers. Here we go. I like when cheers, we dude. when we do this with real beverages. What are you guys drinking? Well, 
Normally it'd be a Jack and Diet. This is a Jack and Diet Dr. Pepper Cherry, which is a little oh throwback to Fago Rock and Rye, yep. which is a Michigan brand. Oh, I've had that. It's Rock and Rye? Yeah, yeah. It's nice. It's delicious. Also, let me just, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> He's noodling. Air noodling. Excuse, excuse. Okay. You slapping uh, the bass. You slapping the bass, man. <laughs> Isaac Paul, uh, we're going to ask you these five quick questions. Are you ready? No. Okay. <laughs> Question number one. Perfect. You live in Denver now. Besides people, the biggest thing you miss about Los Angeles. People are the last thing I miss about Los Angeles. <laughs> besides so besides the, the us. Thing, <laughs> besides you, but I haven't even had a chance to miss you guys yet. Um, the... The first thing I miss about Los Angeles is the weather and the ocean, if that's allowed to be one answer. But otherwise, like, the weather. Yeah. All right. Uh, question number two. Okay. Have you been to Red Rocks Amphitheater? I have. Okay. I've been there many times to hike. Is this a two-part question? Well, we want to know who you went to see. Yeah, who we did mean, you like, see? A, a concert. It was a, re- it was a reggae fest. Oh. So, I think Tribal Seeds was the headliner. Yeah, And... It was just like random reggae. So yeah, it was fun. I'll be honest with you. I think Red Rocks is an awesome venue. It's absolutely beautiful. The acoustics are great. The experience is great. I don't know if it's worth the effort. It is, it <laughs> you is, have to walk a lot. It is, it is so... It's not even that. Like The ride there and the ride back is just such hell. Like Parking sucks. <laughs> oh my god, Uber, parking sucks. <laughs> then Ubering out really, really sucks. So, I don't know. I'd rather go to Bluebird, which is like a little a little like Silver Lake-like venue. You know, like a small intimate venue where oh, you can that's see cool. someone play and like, experience some music. Saw Tokyo Police Club there, and it's like one of the best shows I've ever seen. Oh, that's rad. All right, question number three. Uh, We all went on our first cruise together in December. What was one thing that surprised you in a good way about cruises besides not having to pay for things? (laughs) (laughs) And having ice cream every day. (laughs) Don't give them all the answers. Oh, man. I, I mean, I never knew Virgin Cruises were a thing. So yeah. my my like conception of cruises was all very like what I imagine Carnival might be like or like any other cruise liner and I just had this like hellish idea of that Virgin was just like luxury you know it yeah. was everything was just so nice the food was actually really good like every restaurant had something worthwhile and the drinks were good I told you guys already but they had this cocktail at one of the bars that i recreated literally went to total wine and and bought italicus and Chirot, which is like an aloe liqueur and vermouth to be able to recreate this drink so what was the drink called yeah what the where the they called it blank slate and it was at their healthy bar (laughs) they had this like healthy bar outside the gym and they had like <laughs> that's so funny what uh, you know it had aloe vera in it which is basically like a supplement of course that's yeah i grew funny. up drinking that shiza huh. yeah i'd say i was surprised by how just classy it was you know it was it was very elevated it was very classy and i didn't really know cruises came in that color right well thank you to our sponsor virgin voyages 
<laughs> where you and a mate can get 70% off if you buy 12 cruises in the next five minutes. Okay. Thank you, Richard Branson. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, question number four. All right. One activity that is on your bucket list. Activity? Oh, my God. I can't say I've ever really thought about that. Good. I like sitting. I'm just kidding. Um, did you say I like sitting? I did say I like sitting. <laughs> he likes sitting with an old fashioned on his right and um, his ice cream okay. on his left. And not paying for meals. Yeah. Yes. Michelin yes. star meals. Yes. That's my activity of choice. No, okay. I I was a huge skateboarder. Nice. And I love skateboarding, but I stopped because I got old and Falling from a great height hurts a lot more than falling from a lower height when you're a child. Amen. And then I went snowboarding for the first time in like 15 or something years with Kara when I moved to Colorado because, you know, mountains. And it was so much fun. But I fell and I sprained two fingers. And I'm like, I work with my hands and I just can't do this. Right. So I have thought it's not, I won't say like it's been on my bucket list, but you're twisting my arm. Maybe like wakeboarding. Because it's like, I feel like I'd be good at it because it has that that same skateboarding, snowboarding action. I could probably do it without fear of really getting hurt. And Is wakeboarding like um, water skiing, but on a board? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like being being pulled by a yeah. toad. Yeah. yeah, exactly. All right. And, yeah. All right. Uh, question like number it. five, our final question, Isaac Paul. Uh, what kind of legacy do you think you'll leave behind with your handmade leather goods? Legacy. Yeah, what kind of legacy? Oh. I'm just gonna noodle while you think. Well I mean I a lot of people are gonna own my work at at that point. Yeah. You know, like it's gonna become like heirloom status. You know? So I guess my legacy would be people passing down the pieces that they've bought from me, because that's like that's the whole idea behind my work is that it's gonna be something that you can pass down because sure. The materials I use are like so good. Like literally, like my buckles are made in Japan. My leather is imported from like all of the best tanneries in the world. So like I want my stuff to just be overbuilt and last you a lifetime. And your stuff is guaranteed for life. I saw. My belts are guaranteed for life. Bingo! Yep. Wow. Guaranteed for dude, life. Where have you been my where whole have you been life? My God whole damn life. it, dude! Fuck. <laughs> I'm so sick of this. Everything I keep hearing, it's amazing. I will say, it isn't easy finding a nice or good belt. That's why I'm pissed. There's a lot of gross belts. I know. Out. And I, I make belts, too, that are more traditional, Julie. Like, I don't, you don't have to get a quick release because, although I think you and Jason both wearing quick releases would, like, get you down to business way faster. <laughs> hurry, hurry, uh, hurry. I Hold make, on. I make belts quick. that are, like... <laughs> I make what if I don't want him to be released? Or a lady. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, like I have, I have more traditional belts that that you can pick from, and I'd be happy to make you. You All know, right, that's very the only belt that has lasted me, God, at this time, it's probably close to thirty years, twenty-five for sure. Is a, is one of the old school original. It was like a British leather spike belt. Remember, like, spike belts? Yeah, the double spikes. Yeah, I, I had a studded belt. Exactly. I always liked belts. Yes. I, I've always liked fashion. Yeah, It's man. funny. Yeah. <laughs> and here it's followed you, and now you're... My mom always you're... fashion. Right. Yeah. My made... mom was a very 
boho, like hippie, very like the type of person you would look at. I mean, she always had so much going on. So you wouldn't look at her and think she didn't care about things, but her essence would say she didn't care about things. Yet she was so into things. She loved things. She loved putting together her look and finding that like special piece that just completed her vibe. And I grew up with that. Like my dad, like literally couldn't care less about that kind of thing. (laughs) And my mom did. And I, I always liked belts and I always liked shoes. She used to pass me down her shoes. I had the original Sandlot PF flyers that she wore. Oh. Like, and I saw the movie and they were like the same ones, the black on black oh original. Oh my. And when they fit me until I grew out of them, those are like all I wore. That's funny. Those yeah. are still one of my favorite shoes that I've ever bought were the PF flyers. Just so sick. The best. So That's comfortable. Yeah. Unreal. All right. Uh, well, thank you, Isaac Paul. Uh, thank you for coming on the program. Pigeon Tree, you'd like to find some great leather goods, get your order in. Looks like there's a little backlog, so you better yep. get it in before it's too late. If you see these belts, you'll understand It'll never why. be too late. <laughs> you, you, you're you're going to have to wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the pod. It was a joy Dude, chatting with you. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Come to Denver and visit us before we move to Georgia. <laughs> We'll be right there. <laughs> Not we got when a it's guest cold. room. Welcome to the Afterpod, where we talk about our guest after they leave the room. Isaac Paul. Isaac. Oh, I meant to ask what is if it, if it's actually Paul. I wonder if that's his middle name. Could you imagine we have the same middle name? Clicky oh. Clicky. Weird. I have a brother named Paul. Oh my god. You have a god. cousin named Isaac. Isn't I, his middle name Paul? Yeah, it's it's John Paul is his first name. John Paul Isaac Davis. Uh, we're gonna have to ask. Oh him. no, Paul John. Paul John Isaac. That's what it is. Interesting. I know, isn't that weird? Leather craftsman. Ah Leather. Leather. We love leather. I love leather. I'm serious. I have loved belts throughout my life. And I'm so. I don't wear. I haven't worn belts. I don't in a wear. I don't wear pants. Yeah. <laughs> I wear elastic <laughs> waisted pants now. Since like. But we're getting there, Isaac. The, we're gonna yeah. get trim, and we're gonna go back to wearing <laughs> pants with belts. The last time I wore a belt was like tw- uh, January 18, 2020. I'm not kidding. I haven't had to. Yeah. Well, we, yeah. the pandemic changed a lot of things. Everyone it did. stopped wearing jeans. <laughs> it did. <laughs> and wore cozy clothes. But we're going to get out of this. We're going to get back. Oh, God. I can't wait till the day I can wear a nice pair of jeans. A nice Look pair good. of jeans and have a sweet belt. I love the feel of a belt. It's like brings security and you're like cool. Oh, my God. I, I'm i telling That's you. That's a nice style. I know. That belt is so cool. Everybody, you got to check out Pigeon Tree. Pigeon Tree. Uh, dot on, com. Oh, yeah. PigeonTree.com on Instagram. Look for Pigeon Tree. This belt is sick. It is sick. It's sick. It's so sick. Isaac, you're sick. But yeah, known Isaac for a while. I actually forgot about that band, Lionheart, oh, right. that I played. We're going to have to play that on uh, our radio show. Yeah. The good a, old days. I know. Also, people might look for Lionheart. There is a hardcore band from Oakland That's called not Lionheart, the band. And they spell it differently. It's H-A-R-T. Yeah. <laughs> well, Isaac, uh, we, you know, we got to spend some time with him on the cruise along with 
his lady friend Kara. Yeah, both so it's very kind people. So kind, so, so sweet. sweet, so loving. Um, I, you know, I told Isaac literally within the first 10, 15 minutes, we were on the cruise and we were getting those champagne glasses. And he said, stuff. "I love you, man." I said, "I love you, man." And he's like, "Dude, it's finally nice to meet you." And I'm like, "Yeah, you're telling me. I've <laughs> known about you for almost ten years, and I've only now meeting you. <laughs> I didn't even know what he looked like." <laughs> he's like, "Hey, I'm Isaac, man." Oh my god! But when we first got introduced by Jamie, she was like, "Jason, this is Jason," and I was like, "Wait, you're Jason too?" But he didn't hear me. Mm. It was well, just why confusing. did she say that? Because I think she just overstepped on her talking to Isaac like, I, yeah. this is Jason. Yeah. So she like stumbled while she was, by the way. <laughs> and he's like, oh my God. So good times. So it was, yeah, it was really. I just love the whole story. Uh, we were kind of talking to him off mic. <laughs> oh, I about... meant to ask him something else. What on. else? Well, I'm not going to say it on here. Uh, how, you know, someone, you can be doing something for a long time. Yeah. This is why I love his story. Yeah. You can be doing something for a long time. He was in the movie industry. Uh, yeah, his family owned a, a freaking production company. And you can end up yeah. changing your mind Insane. and doing something different. And I love how he just started selling a couple of belts on Etsy. And then all of a sudden that took off and here he is now. It's, making all the belts. I know. It's phenomenal. You know, I wonder if I can... Oh, we weren't recording that, the video. We might have to have him send us a video of the uh, quick release oh, of the belt. Because that was pretty cool. God. So we can post it on our Instagram. We have to do that. It This quick... I've never seen... It's very interesting and neat that it started with firefighters. I know, and uh, but it makes sense though. I'm surprised that. Uh, oh, but they have to be in pornos as well. <laughs> it's like are. click belt off. Right. It's funny that. Well, no, didn't he say that was like a thing that started in England 200 years ago? And but then, I thought it was fire with firefighters here. Yes. Oh, I thought in England. Oh, there. They have I'm firefighters sure. in England. Oh, they Did you know do. That? I didn't. They have fires as well. <laughs> Fire, fire, fire. <laughs> um, yeah, th this design is so cool. It was insane how fast it releases and then how easy it was to put it back on. You're, yeah. like, you're just like, what? And he got it patented. It's pretty That's neat. That's insane. Yeah. Patent. 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 We should need to write a song <laughs> called Patented. <laughs> the Patentant. Yeah, well, okay. okay. Um, Sorry. Isaac Paul, Pigeon Tree, yeah. Leather Crafts, check it out. Uh, that was a great podcast. I'm glad you hit that music appropriately. Well, I got to zone it down and zone it back oh, in, baby girl. Oh, I see, baby boy. Yeah, that was I, Isaac Paul. Man, Another what a treat. great pod in the books. That's see right. you later. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to the Cause I Have To Podcast. Find us on Instagram at Cause I Have To Podcast. Email us at Cause I Have To Podcast at gmail.com. If you know someone living their dreams, tell us about them. And if you dig what you hear, please share, share the, the podcast, podcast on, on your, your socials, socials so we can grow this baby. Okay, folks, until next time.